Welcome to Blah Blah Podcast. Put a put a put a put a bow on it. Missile anus. Missile. Miscellaneous. Burger. Burger. King. We are the boys. Hey, mister. You want a turkey club? Did the intro play? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 118 of Blah Blah Podcast, the only show on the web that'll make you sick and tired of pop culture stuff. I am Jason Green, and with me, as always, is Mr. Sean Smith. Hello. Hey, what's up? Nothing. Cool. How was your day? Nothing. Okay. Also with us <laughs> is the Monsieur himself, Magic Mike Dowling. Bonjour. Bonjour. Wee oui, wee oui, in there. DC. Do you call him a wiener? <laughs> <laughs> you remember in uh, in The Incredibles 1, there was that French villain named Bomb Voyage? That's like the greatest villain name ever. Um, I'm going to be that guy and say I've never seen The Incredibles. Mike, that's the best Fantastic Four movie ever made. You should get on it. Also with us today, rounding out this crew, is DK himself, Dan Katz. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was having dinner the other day with our good friend of the show, Evan, at the uh, City Point in Brooklyn. And uh, it's like this like new underground hip, um, uh, what's what I'm looking for, food court. Yes, of course and Evan would want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other than oh, is that the one I've seen that video of, I think? Uh, yeah, it's on Facebook. Yeah, yeah it has like it's a taste of everything, yeah. Yeah, it's Evan really good. Evan loves tasting everything. <laughs> yeah, he was, hitting on the, he was hitting on our waitress, too, like hardcore. It's funny as hell. But, uh, but there was a, a, in the middle of the whole place, there's Cat's Deli, and it says on the side, like, a taste of, a taste of cats. And Evan's like, I don't want to taste Dan Cats. <laughs> That's not what your sister said. Oh, oh. Wait, whose sister? You know. <laughs> okay. I'm going to ban you from the show. Put a wall around your Skype. At least I got it out of the way early. No, now it's just going to continue. I don't need to bring it up ever again. We're good. <laughs> it's not what your mom told me. Ha! Ah, come back. Okay. Anyway, Sean, what's next? <laughs> that was terrible. He still doesn't get it. <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't we start with the Twitter poll for this week? Uh, we asked everyone, what did you think of Spider-Man Homecoming? Uh, with uh, 0% thumbs down, so everyone at least enjoyed it somewhat. Uh, 22% said thumbs in the middle, and 78% said thumbs up. So pretty much a majority liked the movie. And uh, we'll be talking about, we'll be giving our spoiler review of uh, Spider-Man Homecoming a little later on. Um, But first we need to get some business out of the way, starting with our probably our final look at the Dunk Clock. What? The final dun clock. Dun 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 clock. I should put the music in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're uh, seven days away, one week away from uh, from Dunkirk. Oh, I, I, in the back of my mind, I thought you were gonna be like one week away from Dun Clock. This word is just 
It's just messing with my mind. You know what I'm There's pretty a- sure I realized is that uh, Atomic Blonde's coming out the same time as Dunkirk, and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to see Dunkirk. I want to see Atomic Blonde. No, that's the week uh, after. <laughs> is it? Yeah. The movie know. that comes out the same day as Dunkirk is that Valerian movie. Oh, fuck that. Oh, oh Fifth awful. Element, Volume 2. And that, um, that, oh, God, what is what is that movie? It's, uh, ooh, it's, uh, I don't want to sound racist. Uh, it's, Dun- the, <laughs> it's the movie with uh, all the women that go on that vacation. Oh, the one with Scarlett Johansson? No, well, that, but, but the African-American version. Oh, Pitch Perfect Three. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can't think of I can't think of the name of the movie. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Like but Jada Pinkett Smith is in it, and and Queen Latifah. Oh, that one. I know what you're talking, talking about. about. Yeah, yeah. It's like how seen, Stella got her groove back again. I just remember seeing a preview of that when me and Evan saw uh, Fifty Shades Darker, and I'm like, "What the hell is this movie?" And is it Prem? It's not Prem. No, but he is back. In case you didn't know. Uh, yeah, he's in uh he's in Spider-Man Homecoming. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> it's called Girls Trip. Yeah. Oh, Girls Trip. Oh. Okay. Wait a minute. What was the other one called? Road Trip, Euro Trip. Uh Rough Girls Night trip. was the Scarlett Johansson one. Oh, okay. Oh, all right then. Well, anyway, that's that's coming out the same day as Dunkirk as well. So Yeah, Dunkirk's going to eat up all that money. We'll see. We'll see. I, war movies usually tend to not do as well at the box office unless it's like Saving Private Ryan or uh, I guess American Sniper is technically a war movie. Uh, I, I'm curious to see what the, I haven't looked at the tracking numbers yet. Last I heard was like only 40 million, which is not good. Uh, Damn. But we'll see. Unless it has, unless it has terrorists in it and everyone goes to see it. Do you think they'll? Yeah, they'll yeah. there's history? no patriotic duty in seeing a Dunkirk movie. <laughs> yeah, there's no Americans in it at all. Well, apparently Dan was telling me people were pissed off that there was no black people in the movie. Yeah. You know what? It's just like with the fucking Battlefield One game with uh, you know, that takes place in World War One. People are like, how come there's no black people in this? It's like read a history book. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Why should history dictate our movies? How come they're not calling it World War One in the movie? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's World War Dunkirk. Or the oh. war is just called Dunkirk, right? It was called the <laughs> French Revolution. <laughs> World War One. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of uh, speaking of World War One, let's go over to the DC News Minute for this week. And he's coming. I want the beef. You want the beef? Kill Martha! Ding, 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 ding. Bitch, my crotch! I will find him! Hold on, girl! What does that mean? This is Katana! She's got my back! What the fuck?! Alright, uh, let me put the timer on the clock, because we do have some news. Uh, let me get this timer ready. Alright, are you guys ready for the DC News Minute? Ready, Freddy. All right, and here we go. Wonder Woman 2 was reportedly going to take place during the Cold War uh, with speculation that Chris Pine could return for the sequel. So he's going to, like, uh, Batman Dark Knight Rises himself, where it looks like he blows up, but he really just, he's like, saved. He's going to be a Russian clone. <laughs> oh, my God. You think I'll have more uh, collagen in his lips? It's possible. <laughs> I don't know if it's possible to have more collagen. Though. It's a little bit much. 
Yeah. The front we got, runner. We got anything else? Yes, the front runner to take over directing Suicide Squad two is reportedly Jumi Colette Sarah, which is, uh, that means it's going to be amazing. He's like the best PG thirteen action director there is. Well, he's done a couple Liam Neeson movies like Unknown and Up All Night, and he also did the movie The Shallows. Oh, Shallows is that the one with uh, Blake Lively? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Maybe that maybe that means they'll have King Shark. Oh my best. god. <laughs> yeah, actually that's a good speculation. Killer maybe Croc replacing King Shark was like terrible. I hated that yeah, choice. Well, can we talk uh, about Wonder Woman real quick? I guess well, we could. I, like, the timer's up, but I guess we could. I'll give you a little leeway. Wonder yeah, Woman count as a DC movie. It's a Marvel movie. Just it's cool. <laughs> I just wanna like I'm trying to speculate like Cold War? What? Chris Pine comes back? What? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I just want to know where she was during World War II. That's all I care about. I kind of figured they were just going to go World War II just because they could stretch it out more, but Cold War is an odd choice. I yeah. don't think any war is really a choice because, spoiler alert, but uh, she beat Ares. Is he yeah. just going yeah. to pop up every every war and just be like, hey, I'm back, bitch, let's fight? Yeah, he's, I mean, they could just be like, well, oh, he's a god, so he can't die. Some bullshit like yeah, that. Yeah, but he's she was supposed to be Minnesota. The... What? And fight him in cold in Minnesota. Ah, Fargo. Oh. Ah, yeah. but, classy guy. But the she, human soul. But she was supposed to be the thing that could kill gods. Like, that. instead of the sword, it was her. Oh, yeah. So, and she, yeah. she beat him. So, shouldn't he be gone? Nope. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. All right, uh, let's move on. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Spider-Man: Homecoming. Give our our spoiler review of Spider-Man: Homecoming. Everyone here has seen it. Yes, um, yes. Some, some people, people have seen it twice. Sean. Yes, I saw it again today because, as I will state, uh, the first time I saw it, uh, I could not hear a damn thing because the speakers weren't working properly for some reason. Uh, Every almost every scene sounded like they were uh, an echoed sort of reverb effect. Um, oh, that would have pissed me off. And, so and some, much. yeah, and some of the dialogue we couldn't hear. Like I, most of the entire opening scene with uh, Michael Keaton, I couldn't hear anything he said other than just "Oh, I need this for my family" or whatever. I couldn't hear anything. Um, Nobody said anything to like the theater staff. Well, Evan did. Uh, he went out and said something, and then of course, you know, I, I see him come back. I see a couple people walk into the theater, and of course, they come in right at the time when uh, you know Spider Man's shooting the video, his 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 mm -hmm. POV video, and uh, of course, you know, the audio is supposed to be weird for that. So I'm guessing they just came in. And we're like, eh, fuck them, and then just left because they were like, oh, they don't, <laughs> they just don't know, you know, what's going on. Um, and then it, it seemed like they fixed it for a small second. It seemed it, in the middle of the scene, it was fine. And then went right back to being screwed up. I went to go see it again a second time at a different theater today and it was perfectly fine. No problems. So yeah. Imagine if it was the same shit again. <laughs> oh, I'd be yeah, so pissed. I mean, Cause the first day he was talking to me about seeing it afterwards. I was trying to talk to him about like, most of the best parts of the movie aren't like the set pieces. It's the character interactions. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about because I couldn't hear a damn thing. Yeah, I know. Because, yeah. I mean, there are out, outbursts from Michael Keaton throughout the movie. 
but it's it's some of the the smaller detail like some him whispering a certain some some things in the movie dunkirk yeah like dunkirk that uh you know you, you can't hear if it's if there's some weird effect on on the on the movie so you know it, i'm glad that i did get to see it a second time it, it did make more sense uh because i could hear what was going on um yeah and i i, I actually liked it better the second time probably because Sweet. i could hear it that's also what dan's mom said about me <laughs> <laughs> because she could hear I'm sure that was a wonderful i'm sure that was a wonderful time for you jason yeah, I don't get too many of those times, except when I'm with your mom. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's start our spoiler-filled <laughs> review, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening. It just doesn't work. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just like your mom, Dan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's actually true. So there you go. Even funnier. Oh, see? I'm a comedian. <laughs> um, oh, well, it was the same. Oh, yeah. you just like an asshole. <laughs> Well, so do you, Dan. Ah, ah, it's the little Bill approach where he was being bullied, and the, and and Bill Cosby was like, "All you have to do is just say either so. of them." What? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, no sidetracking. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a spoiler-filled review. So if you haven't seen Spider-Man: Homecoming, pause the episode now. Go watch it. Come back because here we go. In one, two, three. I'll start this round. I love the movie. Uh, I put it up there with Spider-Man 2 and 1. I think they're, uh, they're all equal. Not Amazing Spider-Man, obviously. Just Sam, Ra- Sam Raimi's first two Spider-Man movies and Homecoming. I put them all on an equal pedestal. I love the, all of these movies. What makes this movie shine is that it's not another Manhattan ending or n- another world ending story. It's a nice, quaint, little, snug movie that fits into the Marvel Universe. It's, it's similar to Ant-Man. Um, Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man. Michael Keaton steals the show, though. Um, it's, it's great to see Spider-Man actually deal with the trials, trials and tribulations of being a superhero. He's not just great at it right out of the gate, which is really fun to watch. Um, and I loved the parallels between this and the Iron Man movies, like Robert Downey, this isn't a, well, actually spoilers. I forgot I said that, (laughs) but there's halfway through the movie when Robert Downey Jr. says to him, I want you to be better than me. There's a scene like where Peter wanted to, or Ned wanted Peter to go into the party and show off a Spider-Man and he refuses to. And that's not what Robert Downey Jr. does in Iron Man 2, where he goes into the party and shows off. And at the end, he turns wow. down going he the, was, he to was, the press. He was drunk, Jason. Yeah. And Peter could have been drunk because there was no. kids drinking there. I, th- I know. No. I, I, I watched it again today. There was I could not find any alcohol in that party. <laughs> I think that okay, was. Okay. Well, yeah. 99% of what I was saying. There's a part in the movie when uh, Vulture asks him if he wants a bourbon. He's like, I'm not old enough to drink. He's like, right answer. <laughs> yeah. So, and also at the end, when uh, Iron Man wanted him to go into the press event, and Spider Man turns him down, that's the opposite of what Robert Downey Jr. does in the, at the end of Iron Man One. So it's hearkening back to what he's saying. I want you to be better than me. I, I like that. That was a nice touch. I liked the. I thought it was a really smart film too. I liked every all the talks about class structures, like well, you know, Michael Keaton's motivation to kill everyone was because he was he didn't like the elite group of the Avengers. Hold oppressing. on, I'll stop you right there. He didn't. He didn't want to kill people. The one I person, know. the one person I he kills know. in the movie is uh, the original shocker, and it was by accident. Yeah, uh, I know. I didn't. I thought that, that was the anti-gravity gun. Yeah, yeah, which is done for a laugh. But that also brings up the question: If you have the the power to disintegrate people, why aren't you using that? Uh, I guess he felt bad and didn't want to do it again. Then why make that technology? He didn't know. He thought it was the anti-gravity gun. 
Yeah. For all we know, like it wasn't even him who wanted it, but the tinkerer who, you know, is a villain yeah. in his own right probably just well, was he makes around with shit. for the demands of the people he's selling them to. He doesn't care what they yeah. use it for after it's out of his hands. Well, holy shit, that yeah. that he must be charging a, a boatload of money for that gun. Yeah, you see you see his house. Why right? do you think he's getting so pissed about Spider Man ruining his deals? But anyway, Yes, John, I know he actually didn't plan world domination. I just said that because I'm rushing through my review so you guys could talk. But Michael Keaton felt oppressed by the elite 1%, and he pretty <laughs> much became what he uh, didn't like either because of his lavish house and everything. So, yeah, it was a nice juxtaposition and all that good stuff in the movie. Great movie. I'd give it a 9 out of 10. I loved it, and I really want to see it again. So, uh, yeah, Mike, what did you think about Spider-Man Homecoming? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I'll say I loved it. I don't know if there's been a Marvel movie I've loved since, you know, maybe Winter Soldier. Um, but, uh, I mean, you kind of hit a lot of the nails on the head a bit very fast. Um, Sorry. <laughs> most of you know, my favorite parts of the movie weren't the action. It was, yeah, character interaction. I think, uh, you know, most notably, uh, even like Kevin Smith saying that scene with the three of them in the car, just, mm -hmm. uh, with where Michael Keaton very quickly puts together well Spider-Man. Well, quickly enough. <laughs> well, no, 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 not, not not in a bad way. I'm just saying, like, any sane-thinking person could have put that together, you know? Yeah. And, it's like, and, and it's one it's one of those things, like, that the Man of Steel played right. It's like, oh, no shit that that's who that is. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't play dumb. Um, but it, it was a very tense scene. I, it, I would go I, as far as to say it's probably the best scene of any MCU movie. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely say it's the best scene of the movie. Best uh, scene of this I, movie. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have to think about it a little harder. It definitely uh, ranks otherwise. up there. Yeah, uh, and it, I, I was, of course, I walked into the movie thinking I had uh, Michael Keaton being the father of someone spoiled for me. However, the, where I read it, it was that it was Michelle. I was expecting to see Michael Keaton show up af right after the DC thing where everyone, everyone's parents were like coming to greet their children. But no, it happened where he goes to pick up Liz and you're like, oh shit, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Mm -hmm. I, I walked into well, something that I did not expect. You read some like Italian translation or some shit like that from like a novel of the uh, movie because that's well i that, that's i got it i got yeah i just got it from some reddit comment that uh you know decided to try to be a dick and spoil stuff and <laughs> turned out that they were wrong yeah. i remember <laughs> when i was uh reading like a reddit thread uh a few years ago before civil war no last year before civil war and some guy says oh yeah I remember. oh captain captain america dies and i was crushed i'm like <laughs> fuck i got spoiled <laughs> it's and, like no yeah. they're talking about the comic yeah, yeah. and um what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, but before you continue, Mike, I just want to say when they reveal that uh, Keaton is Liz's dad, some guy in my theater just yelled out, interracial! Like, really <laughs> yeah. loud. Well, that's funny, because when, uh, when, I, when I saw it today, because uh, I knew it was coming, obviously, uh, there, there was an old dude, like, a couple of rows down. You just, you as soon as Mike... <laughs> no. <laughs> as soon as Michael Keaton opens up the door, he goes, oh, shit! <laughs> It's <laughs> just out loud in the theater. This wouldn't fly in my day. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a it's a really good reveal too. Like I know yeah. you can draw comparisons to the original Sam Raimi Spider Man movie because they kind of do a similar thing, but uh, it's it definitely it comes at the at the right time in the movie, and you, I mean you're kind of not expecting it. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I like the allusions to the to some of the other uh, Spider-Man movies. You know, you, you have him mimicking saving Gwen, only actually saving Liz. Um, yeah, where got, was the little spider hand? I wanted that. <laughs> you know, you got you got the whole fairy thing where it's basically him doing the, the train scene again, only he doesn't do it as well. Uh, so he had to get his ass saved, which, you know, which is cool seeing uh, a, a hero in one of these movies that can't fucking piece the world back together with his own bare hands. Um, and another nod that I saw, well, potential nod, it could just be someone really grasping at straws, was uh, Web Formula number three. Mm-hmm. This potential being the third incarnation of Spider-Man on the big screen, which I thought was fun. Ah, I like oh, that. I this is that's like in the very beginning of the movie when he suits up and goes on top of the building, and the, his first words as Spider-Man are "Finally!" So it's like the audience saying, "Finally, Spider-Man's with Marvel." Finally, Spider-Man has come home. Yeah, but anyway, thank you, Mike. You can leave now. There's the door. Where's your sister? Oh. <laughs> Damn. I think Jason's just going to leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting to that point. Uh, All right, Dan, you can fucking talk now. <laughs> Jesus. You didn't say anything. Man. No, I'm right, saying well, he his review. What I uh, found best about this movie is, like, I just enjoyed myself with it, which I wasn't expecting to do going in, like, even though I knew it was Marvel behind it and you know, Sony's involved. I had really low expectations for the, the outcome of this film, so I was blown away by how accurate it is to the character Peter Parker. Like, they took out the whole bullshit of Uncle Ben dying, which I was so happy that we didn't get any kind of Uncle Ben thing. Not even really like a mention of it. Like, same, his mentor yeah, and the person he looks up to is Tony Stark, basically. Same so goes for being bitten by the spider. It's just a gl- like a passing thing that they say. He's just like, "Did you get bit yeah. by a spider?" You know, blah blah blah. I mean, and sure, they they mix and they mix and match a bunch of the characters around. Change who some of them are to the, ca- to the character in the comic book, whether it's skin color or just kind well, of character. We'll, we'll like get to that in a little bit later. <laughs> which I don't have a problem with, like as long as it works organically in the movie. Um, Honestly, the old guy in Sean's theater had a problem with it. Or <laughs> Hannibal Burris as the gym teacher. Like anything that had him in in the scene, he was killing me. Like every single time when Captain America was on the TV, and he's like, "You're a gym teacher," and he points to the one side of the screen, and Hannibal Burris is on the other side of the screen. And he's like, "Hey, what's up?" And then like a second <laughs> scene later, when he's like telling them to do push-ups and like do good in school, and he's like. Thank you, Captain. Pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now. Well, whatever. I have to show you this video. It's required by the state. Like, yeah, actually, like that just killed me. Actually, he says that. <laughs> he says that right after he points at him, and there it's be- okay. before they go. Um, which is funny because that's one of the lines I couldn't hear before. Yeah. Uh, when when I first saw it, and you told me that, I was like, oh my god, that's a great line. I wish I could have heard it. So, and then like, I'm, I I think this movie probably has the best post credit scene ever okay. because. They finally fully <laughs> lean into the joke of what everyone says. Like, why the fuck do you even stay around for these? Usually they don't do anything. And it's literally like, I actually wrote it down because it was so funny to me. It's like, hi, I'm Captain America here to talk to you about one of the most valuable traits a soldier or student can have. Patience. Sometimes patience is the key to victory. Sometimes it leads to very little. It seems like it's not worth it. And you wonder why you waited so long for something so disappointing. And he just like <laughs> looks straight down the barrel of the camera and says this. He was like, how many more of these we got left? <laughs> like, 
He was wearing his old suit, too, from the first Avengers. because no, it was basically like he must have filmed that right after the Avengers had happened. Like, yeah. Uh, Speaking of this whole Marvel timeline, in canon timeline, I want to hit on that a uh, bit. Well, uh, actually, after I was going to hit on that when I a couple of points that I had. All right. All right. Well, Dan's done. Sean, you can take yeah, the torch. Um, well, other than that, like, I really like the, the final battle of this movie, which is usually not something you say in a Marvel movie because it's usually the same boring thing, but because they actually made Michael Keaton a character that you had a reason to feel for in this one. Yeah, but and there was one glaring time, issue with that battle, though. Peter Parker. You couldn't I'm see sure anything. You that, but well, I didn't have a problem seeing anything, if that's what you're getting at. It's definitely not DC dark. But, there, uh, there is a, there is some of that where it's things are happening so quickly, like when they're actually like the latter part of the plane sequence, you can't really see a whole lot of this going on. But I don't know about you guys, but when I see a plane flying around the city like that, so close to buildings, don't say it. I, I'm just saying, like that's the first thing that I think of, and I thought that was a little odd. Uh, they could have not been that really... close to buildings. No, man, man, man of steel had more. Man, yeah, Man of Steel had, had, had the fucking dust clouds chasing people down on the streets. Like that's that that makes yeah. me think of it more than anything else. Yeah, um, yeah. Exactly. And I, I actually the, really like the sand. They, I like that they ended the movie with the same joke that basically Iron Man ended with, but Peter Parker's version of it. Because the most important person for him to never find out that he's Spider Man is Aunt May, and they immediately did it in the first movie. I didn't like that. And I think that's. I think that's pretty bold to do because in a way that relieves a lot of the crap they would have to go around to try coming up with excuses as to him not being Spider-Man at this point. Like, Oh, let's take yeah. all the cleverness out she of it. Just she knows. Yeah, they can well, put I a mean, new cleverness. This, this movie, most of the MCU is very clearly adapted from Ultimate Comics. And this yeah. is just another thing that came from Ultimate Spider-Man, including, say, Aaron Davis uh, you know, the Prowler, because he was someone different yeah. in the 616. Um, <clears throat> the way, no, you know, I think Flash Scorp Thompson the way Scorpion is, he's more of a gangster Thompson. again. Sorry? Yeah. Mm. Flash Thompson also is pretty much barred from Ultimate Universe. because he's Yeah, not the same. Uh, Ned Leeds, who is obviously ganky from the Ultimate yeah. comics. Miles Morales uh, is a little sidekick. I mean, from, from the top down, you got Nick Fury. Like, Nick Fury, they had to get Samuel, Ultimate Comics had to get Samuel Jackson's permission to use him his likeness back in the early 2000s, way before uh, Iron Man was ever made. So they went into the MCU uh, picking stuff from the Ultimate Comics, and uh, I mean, I think, I think a lot of that's just because it's more contemporary. Like if they were going to go with the original comic origins, yeah. no, it's, it's, so it's more streamlined. I think is what it is. Yeah, yeah. As long as they People don't have Quicksilver and uh, Scarlet Witch fucking and Wolverine being their dad, I think we're okay. Oh, you didn't see that Actually, coming. I think, I think they got, yeah. <laughs> I think they wanted to avoid that by just killing uh, Quicksilver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you didn't see that coming? Neither did yeah, I. it's definitely the best Spider-Man movie since 2004. You can easily say that without any questions to me. I think uh, Tom Holland is definitely the best Peter Parker and best Spider-Man together as a package. Um... And other than that, I'm actually interested to see what they do with them next. So, uh, Just real quick before you uh, go, Sean, I want to mention about the Ultimate Comics. I was listening to Tom Holland's interview on The Nerdist today, and he was <laughs> he was talking about when he was trying to get into character, he read a lot of Ultimate Spider-Man comics. And it was funny because he also took a jab at, at, at the terrible Sony-made trailers 
like Chris Hardwick's just like, yeah, you know, how much do you like the movie? And Tom Holland's like, yeah, I love it so much. You know, when people ask me about it stuff, he's like, I try really hard not to give anything away, unlike those trailers did. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know what? In the grand scheme of things, it really only gave away the first two acts of the movie. So yeah, it wasn't too is. bad. It's not like uh, giving away Doomsday at the end of your trailer. Yeah. And yeah. the Wonder Woman reveal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you think, Sean? Um, I thought it was, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, my first initial reaction leaving the theater was, it was just average. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that I couldn't hear a lot of the dialogue. I couldn't hear what was going on. So I kind of assumed that it was just poor screenwriting because I couldn't hear anything. Um, but uh, it definitely was better the second viewing, especially you do pick up on certain, um, certain nuances, especially with Michael Keaton's character after the, the reveal and everything. Um, he's obviously the standout of the movie. Um, I'm not a big fan of most MCU villains, and I thought he was definitely at the top, if not close to the top of uh, all of them. I am not one of those people who really love Loki, so he might easily make it to the top of the list. Um, and they didn't fucking kill him. Yeah, like, thank God. I really yeah, thought they were going God. to. I was so nervous they were going to. Yeah, because, you know, he's just like, oh, it's going to explode. Your wingsuit's going to explode. I'm like, he, he gonna, he's going to die if, if that happens. That, that, and then That would have actually uh, that would have really ruined a lot of the movie for me. If Spider-Man let him die somehow. Like, well, no, he doesn't have to let him die. Like he I mean, he still the suit exploded still. Yeah. But he just managed to not die from that. Spider-Man just, you know, rescued him from his body from the fire and stuck him somewhere else. And then he did like the the funniest comic book thing he could have done and just left them with a note like he normally does like here you go guys mm-hmm. put him in jail. Um yeah I mean you know good performances all around. Um two things kind of bothered me in the movie. Uh the first being the middle of the movie is really overstuffed with just too many set pieces cuz you have the Washington Monument scene and then literally like five to ten minutes later you have the fairy scene and those are two big set pieces that are really close to each other which kind of i don't know i i understand why you needed both of them but i i wish that they would have been spread out more um and also uh i think that there was some poor attempt at trying to universe build uh some of the timelines don't make sense uh they have the relation to the Avengers with the move going up to the new tower, which kind of muddies the timeline a little bit more in there. Uh, you have them transporting some, some of the Avengers gear, like, uh, you know, Thor's, uh, belt, uh, what were some of the other ones? Iron Man's shield, his new shield, or I'm sorry, Captain America's shield. Which is yeah, weird because Buster. in the Hulkbuster uh, costume, which is weird because why would they be having a new shield for Captain America if he's on the run right now? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, and you know, well, <laughs> see that stuff to I me felt the, more like of... jokes to me than it being like a serious thing. Like Thor's magical belt is like definitely a huge joke because it's just 
some random Norse name thing from the comics that gives him double the strength if he's wearing it. Like, yeah, but to me, it sounded yeah, like, oh, need we that. need we need to c- uh, connect to all the other movies in this universe, so we're just going to. But mention they already had these Captain things. America in the movie. I understand like, that, but it's, that, but it's 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 almost like Sony's attempt to be like, hey, guys, our foot's in the water with the MCU, ha ha ha. Um, and then you know, see, I don't think Sony had anything to do with that because, as far as I'm aware, as far as this movie goes, Marvel actually had majority if not all the creative control it well, was just the marketing. i guarantee you amy pascal is not complaining i'll tell you that yeah um also the reveal at the end that uh michelle her her nickname's mj uh yeah that was just weird it's kind of out of nowhere and i don't have a problem if this character is mary jane i don't care i actually enjoyed the character but i don't care if it's if it's mary jane or not it's just to me. It, it reminded me a lot of the Dark Knight Rises, where he gets his, the the thing from the the auctioneers, and he's just like, "Oh, you should go by your given yeah, name, see, Robin." The, dif- the difference is, I think in this one, everyone saw this coming, and in that movie, no one saw that coming. Well, then and it was well, then really, it's worse really because badly placed. Well, then it's know. worse because then it's like it's like the con in the Star Trek movie. It's like, oh, my name. We, well, is Khan. Yeah, he's not Khan. He's uh, what's his name? What were they calling him? John Harrison. There you go. John yeah. Harrison. That's a, it's like, come on, we know you're Khan. Just say you're Khan. It's just, it, it, the worst part of that reveal is when he says Khan. He they they play it like uh, Captain Kirk and uh, Spock. Is like they should to know, know who he is. But yeah, and they're yeah. just like okay, <laughs> like they dealt with him before, even though they haven't in that timeline. Yeah. Uh, now I really I, like having her as the character because instead of it just being she's Mary Jane and that being her like defined role in the movie, like in the fucking original trilogy, like she's a character first, and then we're like, oh okay, she's also going to be Mary Jane. I, no, whatever. I'm like, I'm totally fine with that. I have no problems with her being Mary Jane. I just don't like how they put it at the very end to be like a one last final surprise. Yeah, it was just really awkward. Like, and just that the, the reason that her, I mean, the that her name's Michelle. That just why? Like, Mike, you were saying to me the other day, uh, it, it was a really good point. How I think you're reading this, or you were speculating it that uh, Mary Jane is her stage name because, as we know, the character becomes an actress. weren't you Weren't you uh, saying that? Uh. Let's say yes. <laughs> I swear you told me that. Maybe I dropped I can't it. see but this yeah. Mary Jane character being like, an actor, I, though. Let's see. Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, also like think the fact that she's, she's not super popular character, so she's not yeah. like and the one that everyone's I'm, staring at. Like I'm thinking, uh, looking back on it now, she is probably going to be like an amalgamation of Ultimate Universe version of Gwen and Mary Jane. Because uh, Gwen's a little more, I mean, this girl's not necessarily a punk, but uh, uh, to adapt, like, 15 years later, the style, like, the, the way her personality is, she's more in line with that, I think. Um, That's fine. So she's, like, this rebellious, like, more rebellious uh, girl. But she's also so, got a brain on her, which is not Mary well, Jane's. Everyone in that school has a brain, because they, for some reason, made it a science school. Well, no, that's always been a science school. I was trying to tell yeah, you. Yeah, Bronx They've Science? Always... Wasn't that it? Oh, mid Midtown. Oh. They're from Queens okay. anyway, but, you know. My bad. <laughs> uh, but I actually, I mean, I think more than even Hannah Barris, I think she had one of the funniest parts of the whole movie when she's like, you're not going to go up in the monument? She's like, no, it was built by slaves. And everyone just kind of looks. 
And he's like, I don't think that's true. And they look at the guard, and the guard's kind of just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that was totally like a college humor uh, skit. And you know, John Watts did college humor things, so maybe he, maybe he put yeah. that in there. The one thing I liked, it wasn't even verbal. It was when uh, Peter first shows up to the homecoming and sees, I, oh. I, I wanted to say Yankee, <laughs> oh, sees Ned. He's yeah. Ned and Michelle through the door, and she, she just, just flips, flips them off. <laughs> yeah. big smile I on was her face. so surprised to see that. I'm like, this is a Disney movie, technically. <laughs> well, wow. To do that. And Zendaya was on the Disney Channel. Yeah. 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 She played MJ. I'm more surprised that they had uh, Aunt May trying to say fuck at the end. To me, that's that's. Oh yeah, she said bullshit. You hear like two thirds of it too. Yeah. They, as long as they don't add the, you're good. Yeah. Everyone I wanted mean, to it, bang Aunt May in this movie too. Like there were so many points where like where, like when they're eating what is a tie or something like that and they get the, the free rice pudding. Yeah, and he just like winks at her and Robert Downey Jr. is like, "Hey, how you doing, babe?" And I'm pretty sure at one point Ned was just like, "I want to fuck Aunt May." But I think <laughs> no. John, I don't think you heard that part. No, I, that I didn't hear that part. No. Yeah. Um, but, um. Well, I mean, come on, Jason, wouldn't you? Oh, definitely. I just found out today. Uh, Marissa Tomei's from Brooklyn. It might be the area where I am, but I don't want to say that out loud. Wink, wink. <laughs> um. Uh, we also. Oh, okay. by, by the way, uh, just quickly going through a, a couple characters. Uh, Pepper Pot showed up. For the first time in a while. Oh right, Gwyneth Paltrow. She's like, go on my website, buy my rocks to put in your vagina. But <laughs> buy my goop. <laughs> yeah, buy my. Yes, she's been missing since uh, Iron Man three, right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, They're, they were broken up as of Civil War. So yeah, I, yeah, I remember that yeah. in Civil War. Tony's like, we're on a break. Well, I guess they're back together and they're gonna get married or some shit. No, it's just they they didn't. They, she didn't want to do it, so they. <laughs> Kind of like, remember how in... Uh, they didn't have anything for the press reveal because the Iron Spider didn't happen. Well, it's kind of like, remember in, in uh, Ocean's 13 where uh, they keep asking George Clooney where Julia Roberts is and Brad Pitt. I, who did Brad Pitt hooked up with someone in this. Oh, it was Catherine Zeta-Jones in the second one. They, so they're both mm-hmm. romantically connected. In the third one, neither of them are in there. And they're just like, yeah, you know, shit happens. But, but that's all the mention that they have of them in the movie. That's kind of what they've been doing with... Gwyneth Paltrow for the last couple movies. Yeah. Yeah, she's there, kind of. Um, oh, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, the one thing that... I don't know if this... I shouldn't say this is a negative, but the only big sore spot in this movie that I can think of is him having an AI to talk to in his suit. And it's not necessarily a bad thing because it was kind of made for some good moments, but it's just to me, you know, after watching tons of Spider-Man cartoons, reading a ton of comics and playing that great N64 game, uh, Spider-Man talks to himself. And it's just a fun part of his character. But to him having talk, talk to that AI Karen in his suit when he unlocks yeah. it, it's just that was I, really rubbed me the wrong at way. At first, I was I was worried about it. But then I kind of liked it because it was rather than him having to break the fourth wall like Deadpool. They actually mm-hmm. gave him a reason to be able to use an internal monologue. Because when you're reading comic yeah. books, majority of what you're reading is the, the boxes, not the word bubbles. Like, it's always what they're saying in their head. So and, having uh, something to bounce off of. And then it was also Jennifer Connelly, who's the husband of Paul Bettany, who is... I mean, the wife. Jar- <laughs> yeah, you know, the <laughs> wife. Uh, but she, they're, they're married, uh, so it's like Jarvis slash Vision's wife doing the voice for Spider-Man's suit. Like, that was awesome. You know what's funny? A, is a, that- lot of, a lot of... Sorry, a lot of Karen's dialogue, too, felt like this is going to... 
again, me constantly repeating myself, uh, Ultimate Universe, a lot of like his uh, internal dialogue, like Dan was saying, it was very much in tone with how he would think, well, not necessarily think out loud, it looks like it's comic books, but, you know, whenever I see a thought bubble or the freaking, they don't use thought bubbles anymore, but his internal monologue in those comics that sounded just like what she would be saying, you know, especially with the whole, like, kiss her, kiss her uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, it wasn't... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I also thought it was kind of weird that he named her Karen because... To me, Karen is the AI system for Plankton's computer system. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. My computer wife. <laughs> Holographic meatloaf, uh, my favorite. <laughs> no, it, it, it was a little weird at first. It still is weird. Like, to me, when he unlocks the the full potential of the suit and the AI comes on, I, I would have been fine if it just announced things. Like, you have now selected web shooters. You have now selected interrogation mode. And that was it. If it just announced the things he was choosing. But then it started having, like, conversations with him. And I'm just like, this is weird. It does make sense, though. Like, Tony Stark would build that. Oh, yeah. No, it totally fits. But to me personally, I don't know if I like it. I still haven't decided if I do or not. I'm leaning more towards no. I just like like my spider. If he was in the Iron Spider suit then it'd be like you can't really question it at all but because he was yeah. in like the classic suit you're like really but uh, i i thought it was a nice touch and then i like the fact that he had this suit that had all this great power and all this other shit and then when he gets taken away from him he's still able to be the hero that he needs to be without all that extra shit so he doesn't need that stuff and that was another important part that they they brought in because spider-man is just inherently good and always trying to do the right thing no matter if he's equipped to do it or not so mm-hmm. that's part of the reason yeah. i think they got the character so right even by changing stuff that people are like so sensitive about yeah well speaking yeah, no, of speak, speak, uh, speaking of characters uh let's just hit on a couple couple characters in the movie uh the, uh two shockers we had uh to me both wasted i don't yeah, think one really... of the butt I don't think you're saying that two shockers leaves you feeling a little stuffed. That's not what I said. Uh, (laughs) Um, I I don't think they were wasted. uh, I I, because the second one, you know, who is the original shocker in the comics, um, you know, they just sort of it sort of sets him up similar to say Scorpion to come back, and it was like it, it didn't feel like a forced world building to me. Um, maybe not so much to you guys. But you know, it's just another character living in that world who can come back and bite you in the ass. Also, yeah, I, I, and I'm glad about that. I could have sworn that we saw set photos of the shot. That turned out to in... be from a fan film. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, I, I just I just read that the other day because someone Whoa. posted pictures of it. They're like, "What is this?" And they're like, "Oh, it turned out to be some fucking fan film." Oh. Wow. I'm just good. glad Bokeem. I'm just glad Bokeem Woodbine wasn't fucking quoting shit like it in Fargo season two. I got to be so annoying after a while. But See, it, for me, because I don't think that if anyone seriously believes that Scorpion or Shocker are going to be like the lead villain of any no. movie in the future, they're insane. That's, but I could totally see either one of them coming back for like an opening scene confrontation or a side villain or something like that. And that's fine. I mean, I, I just see like them eventually them. being the Sinister Six. Sure. I, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what Evan was saying. He was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're setting up the Scorpion for the next movie. I'm like, dude, 
Michael Mando is not a lead actor for your villain. He's not going to get that top spot. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, he was great in Far Cry 3. He was the lead villain. He's not the video game, a big not the... name. They cast big names uh, for no, these villains. See, see, you're wrong, Jason. He wasn't the lead villain in that game either. All right. He dies halfway through after you fuck him in a hallucination. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. And then some old boring guy is the villain for the rest of the game. Anyway, sp- yeah. speaking of Wait. him, because I again I just rewatched it today, uh, he should not have survived that ferry accident. He I was so pissed at first because I thought I'm like you kill him in two seconds, but I'm kind of glad he's alive. He I mean <laughs> literally he's hanging off off the ledge, a car drives into him and th- pushes him into the water. <laughs> so he if he wasn't crushed by the car, he should have been crushed by the impact. Uh, and and then the, there's more cars that are are flying out of the ferry at the bottom while it's all coming apart. There's no way he survived, but then he survives, and then got a tattoo. I mean, it's a superhero movie. So I'm like just it. gonna say that I don't like it. Well, you know what, Sean? I don't like you. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, how did Crossbones survive a you're, building you're, falling on him? I didn't like that. You're either. complaining True. about them not killing villains in the MCU. <laughs> I don't like. Um, it. Oh. The last two things I want to hit on this real quick is um, if you like Don, Yuli just put a candle up to my face and I sniffed it. So if you hear like a big, that's just my nose. Um, so don't if you like Jason, <laughs> if you like Donald Glover, that's fine. But I personally don't see why everyone has such a hard on for this guy. I mean, Community was fine. Uh, I'm sure Atlanta's fine. I have not watched it, but I mean, but I mean, been meaning to. But everyone's like, oh my god, Donald Glover's in this movie. That's amazing. I thought his scene was just dumb. I mean, I liked the Spider-Man in his with his weird Batman voice when he was doing interrogation mode, but Donald Glover's acting in this was just yeah. so fucking stupid. He had that wonky eye. It well, was like a kid. It was like I, he was asleep I, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I, and I like I like Donald Glover. Like I loved him in Community. Yeah, I've been listening to his music lately, but that performance was really weird. Yeah, and in The Martian too. It's like you give Donald Glover a, an archetype or like like a type of character and he'll just do all the traits for that like in the martian he was the nerdy math guy so what does he do like oh he's oversleeping he gets up and slips on a spilled coffee you know what i mean it's like he looked up urban dictionary for nerdy guy who knows math and in this he's the 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 drug dealer who lives in queen so he's gonna be high you know what i mean so it's like he's like, oh, let me just play on these traits and not actually make a character i thought he was awful in this well again and I'm like, unnecessary what? universe building well, yeah, because yeah, he's uh, see, his cousin or something like that. He's his uncle. I guess I didn't have, have as much of a problem with it because, like, it, it was mainly the scene was for the friggin' Batman joke, I think, more than anything. Yeah. And to end on him saying, you need to get better at this whole thing. And then, like, it ending perfectly on Spider-Man. Be like, oh, those webs will dissolve in a couple hours. Like, you, you can't leave me like this. And so that's exactly what Spider-Man would do in the comic books. Yeah, he, he says, like, I got ice cream. <laughs> The, the, webs yeah. will, the webs will dissolve. Like, um, as far as Donald Glover goes, I think if you're only thinking about him based off of his acting ability, why people like him a lot, there's a lot more to him. He's a stand-up comedian. He's also a musician. He's a writer and a director and all these other things. And he does all of this stuff. And granted, The Martian and Spider-Man might not be his best work, but he's pretty proficient in all realms if... I don't know if you got yeah. a chance to. He was actually at Rowan doing stand up one time, and it was one of the funniest stand up sets I'd ever seen. So, no, I, uh, I, yeah, I think was, that was before was, my it time. It was a while back. Yeah, but, I only ever saw the uh, interview that the Soak guys did with him. 
Yeah. 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 Like, and don't forget, his uncle killed a predator. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Totally, yeah. Totally, totally related there, guys. Definitely. Are they really related? No. Oh. I mean, are you sure? <laughs> I'm not even so I'm sure myself. <laughs> I'm definitely 100% positive about this fact that people have gone around for years Is and years saying Donald like, no, Glover relate. Oh, here we go. Related to Danny Glover. But uh, if you're interested and you don't really want to listen to rap, he has a whole album that came out last year. That, that song Redbone that everyone talks about is off of, and it's literally a soul album. Like, if you just put it on, you would think it came out in the 70s. That's how, yeah. like, authentic it sounds. So, yeah, I'll check it out. Big... Yeah, like, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean to bash on Glover. I'm sure he's a great guy, and I'm like, I, if you like him, that's totally fine. But everything I've seen of him, I have not been impressed. And then everyone on Reddit and all these other forums I'm on love the guy, and I just don't see it when they're like, Mile, uh, Donald Glover for Miles, or like, oh my God, he's cast in Spider-Man: Homecoming. I'm so happy! Ah! And then I watched the scene. I'm like, what the fuck's the big deal? The dude's like has a Forrest Whitaker eye this whole movie. Forced. All right, all right. So his uncle didn't kill a predator. <laughs> no, but oh, damn. I'm gonna. Uh, my personal belief will be that he did kill a predator. Yeah, that's my head cannon. Um, before we move on from Spider-Man, the last thing I just want to talk about is the timeline. How in the beginning of the movie, when the movie starts off with uh, Michael Keaton's uh, cleaning up, cleanup crew cleaning up the Avengers mess from the Avengers movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it says eight years later, which would mean the Avengers took place in 2009. And I'm thinking, like, this whole time, I thought these MCU movies came out around the time that they were released. I mean, I mean, uh, took place around the time they were released, roughly. And, and well, I mean, you other than Doctor Strange, that right Guardian. now. Like, uh, yeah, I was going to say Guardians 2 takes place just a couple months after. I know. That's why I said roughly like Spider-Man Homecoming takes place two months after. And, Civil and War, not to mention, yeah. not to mention uh, it w- this movie would have to take place somewhere in between Age of Ultron and, and Civil War, like right after Civil War, because the Avengers uh, would have moved over to their new facility by then. Well, it did take place right after Civil War. I understand that, but I'm saying, like, if if Civil War technically takes place... They were at the new facility during Age of Ultron's ending. Yes. And Ant-Man. What I'm saying is, technically, this movie would have to take place in the year, like, 2019, I think, for it to actually line up with the eight years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, this is what's confusing. I I found this Reddit thread the other day, uh, right after I saw the movie, of this guy placing what he thought was the proper in canon MCU timeline, but it still doesn't line up with some of the dialogue in the movie. Yeah. Like, I don't have it in front of me, but like, like for example, Avenger w- Avengers would have been like 2009, Iron Man 3 would have been like 2011, and and uh, these guys in the comments were like, well, how can that be? Because in Iron Man 3, they say Avengers happened six months ago, not years ago. So it's like, just what it boils down to is them saying eight years later in Homecoming is just a mistake. I, I don't believe it. In my mind, Avengers happened in 2012. Yeah, well, I hope you all agree. Up to Avengers, I believe it's been stated that Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, and I think it's just those three, like at least the yeah. modern-day parts of Captain America, all took place within the, the span of one week. And that's why... Yeah, it's why? Because, uh, yeah because what was it? Uh, uh, Coulson leaves from one of the Iron freaking Man movies, 2. I forget. Yeah, he leaves Iron to go, to go to New Mexico for Thor. Yeah, like and that was the end credit scene. Like he shows up, and that's so that's in the middle of Thor happening. 
Yeah. Um, oh, and the, the Hulk. It was the Incredible Hulk that happened at the same time too. It was all four of them. So like the all fuck? the characters kind of that were in was the that? Yeah, and what was it? Yeah, in it's, Iron Man two, you can see week. like stuff from Incredible Hulk happening on a TV screen or something. I've yeah, I've heard that people are legitimately going back and watching the Avengers, trying to find any sort of time date on that movie that's present because only movie has a time date in it. I guess I think Ant Man has one for the the past. And then well, we obviously know- World War Two in America, and then friggin' Guardians is the only one that gives you an accurate time because it shows the year it starts in, and then says thirty six or twenty eight years later, which puts it in twenty fourteen, no matter yeah. what. Everything else is kind of on a sliding scale. Well, and, and also we were told we were told Doctor Strange was, is twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, they actually say it. I it think. Is. Yeah, it's it's got the awards on the wall that. Have like the date Which, on everything. That should be the one that's like what what you're saying, Sean. Like in 2008, early started in 2008. You know what I mean? I I would just yeah. like some because I'm I'm actually right now looking up to see if I could find any any comments from from Kevin Feige about the Spider-Man timeline, and so far he said nothing. I think I read an article recently. It might not have been quoted from Spider-Man, but it's talking about at one point they did try. To justify what years it all happened is, but now they don't really care about the timeline. They just care about the stories, about the characters. See, this is why they need to get Fantastic Four so they can just use the whole Richard Franklin theory <laughs> that he's manipulating <laughs> that? the timeline, or use uh, Kang the Conqueror and have him just. Or, be or time. you yeah. know what? Here's here's a better idea for the Blu-ray release. Change that title card. <laughs> yes. Just change it to some years later. Six, six, yeah. Five or six years later. Yeah, just, okay. just say, no, don't, don't even do that. Just say today. Like, I, yeah. I don't put it, <laughs> I honestly don't put it past him that it could be a screw up because in the, the Q&A that James Gunn did on Facebook, he said that they screwed up the Stan Lee after credit scene because he would have had to have time traveled to, to go into Civil War for the Tony Stank reference for, that he makes yeah. in the movie. Yeah. And he said that we we shot a couple different ones. That was the one that we liked until we realized later that oh shit, it doesn't line up with the timeline. So See, our bad. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that. He is multidimensional, and he's referring to his cameo as the freaking mailman in Fantastic Four. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's what I read online too. <laughs> Um. Yeah. See, something like with that Stan Lee cameo being a mistake, I could see them overlooking that because it's like the tail end, and maybe they're like, you know, just trying to get it done. But with this title card, it's gigantic bold text in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think like it's definitely a mistake. It definitely made me think of Preacher. I don't know if anyone else watches nah, that show yet. That show, nobody that show does like it. great huge titles for like every episode, and it's like. The best time now. Hitler is a, a, a recurring character on the show, like the second Unreacher? season. It's just going crazy. Yes, Hitler is a recurring character now. I can't spoil it any more than that because I think you need to watch it to see how it gets to there. But it's wild. The first season oh, cool. has nothing to do with the comic book other than some characters. It's basically like a prequel to how the comic book begins because they didn't want to spend the money on a road show if the show wasn't going to be a hit. And I guess enough people watch the first season. Now the show is what the comic book was, which is like they're moving all the time. So sweet, fun little thing. But anyway, yeah, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, great movie, uh, everybody. You want to give grades? Angry Rice was hilarious as Betty Brant too. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, they had like the the kids doing uh yeah. Because that was oh, a chick that uh, Elizabeth Banks played in the original um 
Raimi series, yeah, Betty, and she was yeah. like secretary that he was yelling at all the time. And this movie is the the girl from the other or from the nice guys, the daughter from I, the nice guys, is like oh, Betty Brant. I, I loved her. Like, I loved all of the, the uh, I loved all the technical screw ups because it was you know it's clearly, clearly a high school awesome. TV production. Randy yeah. RTN oh. so much. <laughs> I didn't see Joel McHale anywhere. I mean, if they're going to put in, like, they're going to put in all the community people in the MCU. He's got to be next. Yeah, when's Chevy Chase uh, showing up? <laughs> yeah. Joel McHale was already in Spider Man Two. Just give him, oh, give him yeah. a second. All right, so great. I would give Spider-Man: Homecoming an A minus. Sean, what would you give it? Uh, B. B. Dan. Uh, I just give it an A. All right. No A plus, and- no A minus. I liked it a lot. Mike. Uh, yeah, I'd say A minus. Great. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, great great movie, Spider-Man Homecoming. So go see it. And then uh, if you haven't seen it already, see it. I was trying to say some, think of something clever, but I couldn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, the other funny thing from that Tom Holland interview on The Nerdist was he was talking about, uh, I don't remember who brought up the subject of ADRing, but Holland was saying, like, in the beginning of the movie, when he goes into, like, that deli shop like was it mr demarco's deli or something mm-hmm. uh he's like man there was one scene where i don't know what happened but i said my lines and i just forgot to do my Eng- my american accent so it's like the whole the whole scene was just him saying hi mr demarco how you doing but in his normal british tone and they caught that and nobody caught that like, that really? was in like the final edit and then he <laughs> watched it just by himself just the final edit and he's like fuck so he like called up John Watson is like, listen, we need to ADR this scene right now. <laughs> How does that slip through? See, I have. This is why he was speaking the Queen's English. No, this is why <laughs> I am not surprised that they, they said eight years later by accident. I'm not I surprised. I wonder, cook, I wonder if the editor of the, the movie kitchen. was a Sony stooge. Yeah, man, I don't know. It's just like he. I was. It's like the scene. No, I don't think it was the whole scene of him talking to the guy at the deli counter, but maybe like one line from it where he's just like oh i'll have a uh sandwich or i can't do it no, Jay- no jason do the whole scene if you could yeah. no that's quite all right all right anyway let's <laughs> what wait, what about what did you guys think of michael giacchino doing like the classic 70s oh, spider-man i hated it i hated really? the score. yeah you didn't like that Fucking oh i like that, that a lot awesome. no it I was so it was so distracting i, I couldn't stand and and then he was he was incorporating John probably one of the nineties cartoon no music no no and then he was incorporating no no <laughs> and then he was incorporating it into other songs in the score I'm like no what's wrong I, with that it's Spider Man you know what Michael Giacchino do something original for once how about that <laughs> uh, well, the only, yeah I, I'm not, I'm not surprised you don't like it Sean fuck it <laughs> do it live all right anyway what's next. All right. Well, we ran long, so we're gonna get uh, disregard all the all the other news that we have for this week. Uh, I would yeah, fuck it. I would ask Jason to uh, give us some Twitter Q and A, but I don't think anyone left anything this week. No, I just looked. All right. Hashtag FTR. <laughs> well, yes. Um, all right. Well, then let's just go over to miscellaneous. Right in my ass. 
Uh, just looking up, there, there's two editors on that Spider-Man movie. One is actually an MCU editor, and then the other one is someone that's just worked on other stuff, so that's probably the same person. There's like, change this stuff. And then he missed, they missed Tom Holland's British accent. I can't get over that. That is, that is such a terrible, terrible mistake to make. You guys should listen to the interview. It's really good. We'll send it. Fucker. I mean, yeah, don't tell it's me. It's on the do. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, usually <coughs> Nerdist interviews are terrible. Consists of Chris Hardware talk. Consists of Chris Hardware talking about like what's it like being a celebrity and how he stopped drinking. That's like ninety percent <laughs> of all Nerdist interviews. But this one is um. But the, but this one, uh, Tom Holland actually got to say some really good things about you know who he is, how it was doing Spider Man. He just seems like such a down to earth guy. It was very good. One thing he said too about uh, film, actually filming the movie, which I didn't know this at all, and I was taken aback. He's like, when they first cast him, they took him into like just a big green screen stage, and he would stay stand up on like a pedestal in a thong, and they would just take their, they would scan him, just scan different poses of him and different motions of him. They're like, all right, now jump off a building, now do a cartwheel, do this, do that, and then they would they put then they'd put that into a movie, like. Like what you see, Spider-Man jump jumping off like a car or something like that. That wasn't there. It was like Tom Holland I, in the thong. I jumping had off. no idea Brian Singer was involved. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and he said a lot of the movie too was uh, mocap, uh, mocap. Like he would have to wear a mocap suit. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's said, what they did for Civil War. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. But I thought and since they had more pictures of him doing this. it for uh, Infinity War too. Yeah, I just—he said he was in the Spider-Man suit like once, and I, I just kind of let down by that. You know. Wait, are you? What, what about the uh, the old suit? I think that's what he meant. Well, he he's wore definitely it for... in the, the sweat. Just there was definitely somebody in that yeah. sweat sweater sweat. Yeah, that suit was Ben thing. Riley. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, what's the miscellaneous show? All right, uh, our first story. An Australian man flying out of Melbourne made headlines over the internet after he decided to check his single can of beer for his flight. <laughs> Foster's. Uh, this is Australian beer. The, uh, the man brought no luggage with him on his flight to Perth, Australia, except for a single can of beer that he had hoped to bring with him on the flight. Uh, however, when the staff wouldn't let the man bring his beer onto the plane, he was forced to check it. Checked. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did he bring it on to drink it on the flight, or I don't? I'm sure they have Fosters. What it sounds like, I don't, Jason. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like he just did this out of protest. He's like, "Fine." What is he protesting? Can check it in. Well, just, just I don't know. Just not being able to bring liquids on a plane. Uh, uh, I, I wonder if this man over knows a certain that. size that's not sealed, right? <laughs> I, I wonder if this man knows that there is beer in Perth. I'm sure there's a liquor store he could have just went into, but. I mean, for a funny story. A long flight to Australia. He needed a beer. Well, no, no, and, no. Yeah. He was, he's from Australia. He was going to one Australian city to another. Still, it's, it's a big country. All right. I'm sure that when he when he finally gets the beer, like when it goes down on that, that like uh, carousel where we pick up the luggage mm-hmm. and he opens it, it's just going to fucking explode. <laughs> he's just going <laughs> to shotgun it right there at the airport. It's fine. Like, oi. Uh, photos uh, surfaced showing the can on the baggage claim belt complete with a check-in sticker Um, (laughs) the man reportedly didn't expect the can to show up but it was one of the first things on the belt as he said quote the baggage handlers obviously appreciated it 
Um, <laughs> they probably opened it at sip. <laughs> uh, luckily, the beer uh, showed up. Otherwise, the man said that he was considering filing a lost luggage report if the beer didn't show up. <laughs> Dude, this dude's my hero. <laughs> um, Mike. Yes. What do you think of this? I think everyone deserves a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Wise words, Mike. All right, what's next, Sean? Uh, our next story, a newspaper in Nepal advertising the new Spider-Man Homecoming movie, which we just talked about, uh, accidentally used a fake parody poster in its advertisement, which includes both Batman and Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a photo oh. of this? Uh, I sure do. Here it comes. Boy. Oh, I'm afeard. <laughs> There's a lot going on in that poster. It's the uh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the original poster background uh, that came out with all the multiple characters on it, and they just added a bunch onto it. Um, oh, they got get from Tim and they Eric. Got, they, they, they got a toasty from Mortal Kombat down there. <laughs> it's Trump yeah. and like those guys from Saudi Arabia on the crystal ball. Stark has Mike Tyson's tattoo. <laughs> And oh my god! They got it was, it was, I think that's Japanese Spider-Man down there. Yeah, and there's the one tonight. above him holding a Tommy gun. Uh, and they got, and they got that the image they got a dog. from that from that thing in the Middle East where they're all holding the freaking uh, yeah. Tesla coil orb. Hey, you notice uh, King Kong's on the Washington Monument? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, and they uh, puff behind the building. If you notice. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, and it's got the can of Pepsi, which is the Oh my god, I just noticed joke. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Ugh. the fucking golden retriever in the middle has Wolverine claws coming out. No, what? that's Vulture's wing. Yeah. That's Vulture's wing off to the side. Oh, it is? Oh, I thought yeah. it was. You can't I'm see it sure because of Tobey Maguire's to be massive head. From, uh, that Owen Wilson movie. Marley and What's Me? That? I thought that was Carrot Yeah, Tom. I think that's supposed to be Marley. The dog. <laughs> no, that's oh, Polly Shore, I mean, isn't it? Yeah, that's Polly. So. That's Polly Shore. Oh, I thought that was Carrot Top. My bad. No, <laughs> he's not even redheaded. <laughs> you imagine just opening up the paper. Well, neither is MJ. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what, what they uh, accidentally uh, printed. Um, this isn't the first time though that a foreign advertisement has ran a fake poster for a Marvel film. Uh, back in 2013, a fan-made Thor The Dark World poster appeared in a movie oh, theater uh, featuring Thor and Loki in a tender embrace. Do you have I a picture of that, too? That. It's really funny. I don't have that one, no. It was the one yeah. that they cut out um, Natalie Portman and put Loki in, I'm pretty sure. I don't, I don't the original poster. Hugging? Yeah, the original poster was, you know, James. Foster and Thor hugging or something. Okay, I, I just edited out yeah, Natalie Portman and put in Tom Hiddleston. I've never seen the original one. I don't know. We got to uh, put this uh, Spider-Man one up on our Facebook page, <laughs> or, or or someone's wall. Yeah, I can think of a few. Post it on Evan's wall. Yeah, <laughs> that's that was one of the people I was thinking of. Um. Anyway, what's next? Anyway, moving are they on. even called walls anymore? What Facebook is, wall timeline. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Netflix queue that's gone. Oh no, I meant uh, someone's when... physical wall. Your oh, list. Yeah. better. You remember when Netflix was trying to get rid of uh, the the DVDs or no? What is it? The streaming service? Yeah, the, 
No, they were supposed to. They were going to split them, and the DVD service was going to be Quickster. Yeah, that's right. That did, that did yeah, not that, last I, very long. I wonder what? if people still use Netflix Why DVDs. Why the fuck did that come into your brain? <laughs> I don't remember. Well, I, probably because I said Netflix. You mean too. If they still use the disc version of Netflix? Yeah, people but, still do that. I know for a fact there are people that mostly use it for TV because they take oh. so long. Some shows that aren't on Netflix, they'll just order the DVDs for the series, and you only get one at a time. So you have to go through yeah. this at oh. a time. But I know people that do use it for that. Huh. Yeah. Well, what's next, John? Um, the company uh, Red, who are best known for manufacturing digital cameras such as the Red Dragon, which oh, was boy. most recent. Oh, do you know what I'm going to talk about? Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> uh, I do. It was most recently used for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, they have uh, unveiled their, their attempt at creating a smartphone, which promises to deliver holographic technology. Like Tupac? Take Tupac with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's mini Tupac. Um, oh, is that the story? You no. Can take Tupac well, with? Uh, there's more to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's called the Hydrogen One. Uh, it touts using holographic displays without the use of glasses and, quote, uh, this incredible retina riveting display advancement features nanotechnology that seamlessly switches between traditional 2D content, holographic multi-view content, 3D content, and interactive games. Mm. There's a lot going on there. Why would anyone want this? Am I going to be like... Playing with Tupac on my way to the but, on my but, way to work or something like that. Know, that. If it's designed by Red, it, it doesn't film like a Red camera, does it? What's the point? No, no, it it's, doesn't. it's gonna be it's gonna be running Android is the thing. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it's probably I mean, gonna, that. I don't mind. Now I like see, Android, if but, any uh, if any phone's gonna overheat and explode, it would be this one. <laughs> oh yeah, just like the Galaxy phones. Uh, no, I think it's you need more one. like a Red camera. It's just, it's just <laughs> one. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. Uh, just a couple people got that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you film nerds. <laughs> Guardians 2, that was the first Marvel movie to use a red, right? All the other ones were Alexa besides Alexa. the first three that did a uh, film. Yeah, and also it's going to be the first Marvel film to be released on Foo... For, foo on foo K. <laughs> <laughs> on that Foo K. <laughs> on HDD. Uh, Civil War was uh, the 65... That was the Alexa 65, right? Thing, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it was, but I believe that was still mastered in 2K, whereas Guardians was mastered Ooh. in 4K. So I guess that's kind of like their big thing. And I heard Guardians two was 8K. Well, no, they shot in 8K, mastered in four. Uh, it, it, you mean foo? No, so we're, they actually did the CG in four. Is what you're saying? Uh, I apparently, so, uh, unless uh, they uh, down converted uh, and then up converted back up again, which yeah, is just bad. a whole other can of worms. Yeah. Well, anyway, so apparently you can get Tupac Go now, right? Just with Pokemon Go? Yes. Uh, for, many, your, for your Red phone? Many critics are doubtful Red will be able to produce this technology, nor will there be a market for these phones. It's uh, just like there's a joke on the show Silicon Valley where there's this crazy VR they put on a phone and it just starts blowing up in everyone's pockets because it's too much of a phone to handle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Hydrogen One comes in two styles, either the aluminum for $1,200 or the titanium Jesus. for sixteen hundred dollars. What was the no, Hindenburg thanks. filled with again? <laughs> hydrogen, <laughs> or think? No, I don't know. I'd rather buy a sure MacBook with that money. Well, well, I mean that's probably without plans. Think like your iPhone without a plan 
It's like eight hundred. Like nine hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's not sixteen hundred. Well, pretty soon, Jason, the iPhone eight is going to be like twelve hundred dollars. Well, the iPhone eight can. And does yours do hologram? <laughs> and if you're wondering why your iPhone's no. progressively getting slower and slower, that's why. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you, Tupac. <laughs> yeah, Tupac, it's all your fault. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, after only a week of recreational marijuana being legal in the state of Nevada, state officials are claiming they are already running out of product and are afraid rations are running low. <laughs> oh, no. That's a shame. Uh, one medical dispensary said that they saw seven to eight times more business than usual, with many customers being from out of state. They said, quote, the line <laughs> is out the door and the line just doesn't stop. Uh, people are there when we open at 10 o'clock and they're there when we close at midnight. Damn. Yeah. People are they going got everybody in. that's not in California, Washington, or Colorado all coming there probably because all yeah. the middle states, it's not legal. <laughs> Yeah, um, I have a friend yeah. that lives in Colorado. I think exclusively for that reason. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. I knew this guy when I used to work at Shoprite back in high school. I had a good friend there who was a major pothead, and he like and immediately when they when Colorado made it legal, he moved out there, and I haven't seen him since. God bless him. <laughs> yeah, he's probably working at one of the dispensaries. Uh, the Reno Gazette Journal reported that in the first three days of legalization, the state made one million dollars in taxes. And See, why can't we just legalize this shit across the board? <laughs> It'd be good for the economy. And the dispensaries made as much as $3 million. Damn! Yeah. It's because alcohol and tobacco lobby our government. Yeah. Well, didn't Boston just make it legal? Or Boston's not a state, not Jason. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Massachusetts. And Africa's a country. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, didn't uh massachusetts just make it legal yeah but they they have yes. like that one year waiting period same with california and vermont oh, yeah right did vermont i don't or know. did it not pass in vermont i remember we were up there and we thought it was gonna pass i don't know if it's yeah whatever there's a lot of things in vermont. We're fucked in new jersey <laughs> we're fucked in new jersey until christie's out so yeah, yeah. and even with that you, know, you still uh, have to wait a while too Massachusetts isn't too far, though, guys. Just a quick four-hour train ride. Fuck that. Drive up there. Two and a half hours. Boston's really nice. Go to any CD neighborhood. (laughs) Yeah, just come come to where I live. No taxes. (laughs) Or just go to a a nice apartment with a little corgi you can play with while he weighs it out for you. Oh, I love corgis. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Jason, there's I, always I don't know who it is, but there's every fucking Saturday on the dot, like around like nine. There's always someone in my apartment hallway that just smokes up. You can smell it as far as the nose can smell. Oh, I thought this was I'm gonna, gonna relate to a corgi. <laughs> I wish. I love corgis. <laughs> they light up a corgi. <laughs> did, did you get the corgi, latest but... uh, Ridley Scott saying something crazy about alien quote that came out, or is that safe for another episode? Because there's a new I one? think it's Yeah. Can you send it to me? Read it. Uh, sure. Uh, I'll send the that. Right. But I, uh, want me to just read the quote? I mean, no, no, no. I, I want. I want to proofread it first. Okay. Let me see what we got here. Uh, it's not anything new, but it's just like, oh, you're 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 back to being more crazy. Oh, we were, as per usual. 
we we read this one already. It's the same thing he's been saying before. No, this he said it again in a different interview that just came out. So he's repeating mm. himself now. I guess it's going senile. No, is that, is that legal pretty, marijuana? I'm pretty sure this is the same quote that we had. Mm. Well, what's the last story, Sean? All or right, the next story. Yeah, our last story, Jason. I have a question for you. Yes, I love corgis. Do you eat your boogers? <laughs> Fuck no. Ugh. God, snot just makes me like cringe. That's like the most gross thing in the world. Well, how about do you pick your nose a lot? No, I never do. Ne- you've never picked your nose? Ever. But I'll pick your nose, Sean. If I put my finger on it, I'm picking it. Well, <laughs> according to a new study done by the American Society of Microbiology, Picking your nose and eating your boogers are completely healthy. Ah, you're going to make me gag. <laughs> I'm already feeling my gag reflex is working. Apparent, well, hold Don't on. make a joke. <laughs> Wait, are they going to say that it builds up resistance to bacteria or something like that? Well, apparently, uh, apparently snot contains uh, salivary mucins that help form barriers against cavity-causing bacteria. Oh, that's <laughs> not cool, Sean. <laughs> Uh, in another study, Mike, do you eat your boogers? Mike, you look like the type of kid who would eat paste and boogers in, in school. <laughs> I can't say I ever have, or maybe I ate so much that it messed up my brain, and I just don't remember doing it. Mm, Did, has anyone here actually eaten their boogers? No, but I'm I'm gonna. I, okay, I don't think so. You guys are my friends. Well, Dan, you you haven't said anything. Have you eaten your boogers? <laughs> nah, I, I stick to mainly pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're Chinese, huh? Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, right. in, in before, well, before no, we get I, canned, I got, I got some more. I got some more. Uh, in another study from Biomed Central, evidence supports uh, that eating your snot can actually strengthen your immune system and defend against HIV. Um, what was that? Everybody got AIDS and shit. That's going to be the cure for AIDS in the coming future. Just eat your boogers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, their symptoms are clearing up. Uh, Austrian lung specialist Professor Friedrich Bershinger said, quote, <laughs> eat, eat, you're going to say booger. <laughs> <laughs> he said, quote, eating the dry remains of what you pull out of your nose is a great way to strengthen the body's immune system. Medically, oh, it makes geez. it makes great sense and is a perfectly natural thing to do. Oh, this is making my stomach turn. Oh, this uh, is I got a palate cleanser for it. Did you hear that uh, David Hasselhoff's rap song from Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is getting a full music video with a full song? Oh, I love that song. I got it on my Spotify. They're, they're doing a video for it now. James Gunn yeah. announced. So... That'll, I heard there's a be- scene in uh, Guardians 2 where fucking Dave Bautista is eating his boogers and he's just like, it makes me stronger. No AIDS for it me. Gives me incredibly <laughs> huge hurts. Uh, so that's the last story, Sean? Uh, shit, I can't find it. Yes, that is the last story. However, we do have some breaking news. Oh no! <laughs> Eating your boogers gives you cancer!
We have a, a Twitter question. Oh. Ah. Oh, shit. If you, if you would like to read it, Jason. Uh, well, if you have it up, just read it. All right. It's from uh, at Blah Coffee. Uh, ah. And she asks, which one of you is most likely to be Spider-Man? I thought she was going to say, which one of you is most likely to eat your boogers? <laughs> well, Sean's too um, tall. That's already out. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, well, guys, I think it's in between me, me or Dan. Because no offense, Mike. But you're too tall. Actually, no. Maybe they could be Spider-Man. Yeah, wasn't Andrew Garfield wasn't like he... seven feet tall? Yeah, yeah, he was like five or some shit. Andrew Garfield was too handsome to be Spider-Man. That's the problem. Everyone seems to have. Yeah, Mike, Sean, I'm sorry. You yeah, guys sorry, are... I'm, I'm out of this. Yeah. You're out of this. <laughs> too bad. <laughs> I, I, I could be... I feel I like I'm too sarcastic to be Spider-Man in some ways. Like Who? He's... I, said, I, mean, I think how, I'm too sarcastic how, and lazy yeah. to be Spider-Man. <laughs> like, eh, how how many puns does Spider-Man use? Oh, yeah. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Jason's already in New York. <laughs> yeah, I am. Shit. I have you beat. Was he the stunt mm. double for this movie? We just don't know about it yet. Yeah, I am. Were you the guy that dropped down from the ceiling of Starbucks and scared people to get your coffee? Yeah, I was also the guy in Spider-Man 2 that stole the dude's pizza. That was me. <laughs> He's heard that laugh in the background. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been that kid in Iron Man 2 with the helmet on, too, that everyone says is Peter Parker. Holy oh, shit. Yeah, by the way, they never actually said that in the movie. Poetry. Of course they never said it. Now. It, what? Was, it was definitely not a real thing. It was like oh. a made-up story that Tom Holland told in an interview well, i think uh kevin feige did comment he said on that. That he kind of like it feels that that's the case but it's not like oh yeah that was written as peter parker oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay george <laughs> that was my plan from the big also we have another question but let's answer block coffee's first block coffee we would all be spider-man if we tried hard enough and you know we just got i'd be cosmic spider-man okay that's a good question i'll be um Ah, oh, jeez, I don't know. I'll be Tobey Maguire Spider-Man because he has a funny face. <laughs> no! I also like dancing to James Brown in the street. That's fun. Um, also, we got a new Twitter. Skip was the reaction coming out of Spider-Man Homecoming, and it was the dancing on the street from Spider-Man 3. I was like, that fits. <laughs> uh, we got a question from my girlfriend, Yulia, who uh, I don't know. She She tweets us. If you could be one actor, who would you be? Jack hmm. Nicholson. <laughs> uh, probably. Uh, any, Mike, who any would you day be? Now. <laughs> uh, George Lazenby. <laughs> wow. Why she could I was, be I, I, I was I was watching uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service today. <laughs> was it good? Honestly, Check out that my, documentary. It is my favorite yeah. Bond. I haven't right. watched the documentary yet. I have it. I didn't watch it yet. It's on Hulu. Oh, so. I'd, I'd actually love to be Chris Evans. I've always had a man. No, no. I completely uh, disregard that. I want to be The Rock. That's my final thing. Now, let's be I'll honest, be Jason. Rock. Let's be honest. You would be Will Wheaton. Yes, <laughs> I would be Will Wheaton. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already host, halfway there. You host a YouTube show about table board games, you know. I'll have, I'll have a show called the Will Wheaton or the Jason Green Project on Sci-Fi. 
Dan, who would you be? You'd probably be someone uh, weird like uh, a singer. Christopher Walken. I already said. Ah, Christopher Walken. He's married, right. has no kids, and he's still crazy. It's cool. Ah, it's future you. <laughs> All right, anybody, oh, everybody. Damn. <laughs> uh, out. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, put a bow on the end of this episode. Blah blah podcast episode one eighteen. You can follow us on iTunes, or excuse me, find us on iTunes. Subscribe there. Follow us on Twitter. Blah blah pod one. Follow me, JG Screen eighty nine. That's just letter J, letter G Screen eighty nine on Twitter. Email me if you want to be on the show at jgreen eighty nine at gmail dot com. And lastly, please check out our funny, funny, funny video review of Tetsuo the Iron Man. Uh, movie review. It's on YouTube, Blah Blah Productions. It's worth your time, everybody. Go check it out. Yeah. Sean? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Brack Show. And also, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had mentioned about the uh, next tournament that we're doing. I think our next, the next time we're on the air, we might be starting that tournament. Uh, that's the uh, Star Wars character tournament. Uh, I, think yeah, we're calling it, I think we're calling it the Star Wars Smackdown. Let the bodies hit the flow. Does that mean it happens on Tuesday nights at 8 (laughs) o'clock? No, Jason. You're thinking of the beautiful people. That's the song you want to sing. Oh, yeah. The beautiful people. The beautiful people. There was always that weird, like, chant in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. Speaking of chants, you know in the Black Panther trailer in the beginning where they have, like, that African chant like that? Chant. You know what I'm talking about? Tim Tim Allen? Please. Please, yes, please edit Tim Allen into that. Just an R. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Dan, Mike. Now, I know you guys are going to make some terrible joke about my sister, so just fuck you guys. Let's end the show. Good night, everybody. Jesus. I wasn't well, even Fuck the out. revival, too. <laughs> I-, I was going to do a little PSA saying, hey, Barnes & Noble is doing a uh, Criterion sale. Oh, I already spent <laughs> oh. so much money. Oh, really? Oh, cool. God. Yeah. All right. Seriously, any final words, guys? Before oh, we're still you. recording. <laughs> uh, no. Well, in Go that buy case, movies. Follow me on Twitter at fatax six six six. And don't make jokes about Jason's sister. It's mean. And remember, yeah, everybody, especially you, Yulia, calm down with that. <laughs> and remember, everybody, a booger a day keeps the doctor away. Good night.